Welcome to Pepe Sanchez episode 12. I'm Seth Allen. This is my secret basketball podcast. Uh, you found it somehow. Pepe doesn't know about it. Although maybe he will one day. You know, I don't I think he's a, he seems like a very secure person. I don't know if he's really the type to Google himself. Uh, but at some point this is going to this is going to come up on, on the search results or maybe not probably not prominent enough to to get high up on the SEO of his uh, story career, but uh, if you ever like it Google within the podcast search engine or something, this would probably come up. But I don't know. He's he's very into his photography. He likes to take pictures of the ocean and birds and the sky. And I don't. Uh, that, that's a that's a secure that's a secure person. You know, he's not he's not really. Uh, he doesn't strike me as someone who who internet searches for himself. Uh, that's more like something that I do <laughs> for myself. And I gotta say, a lot of people. Uh, search for things about my wife and i am creeped out by that but that's that's neither here nor there because we're we're back uh sometimes nba fans um refer to this part of the season as the doldrums uh because you know we've got through the the all-star weekend um there's like 25 games left before the playoffs um some teams are going to kind of start packing it in you kind of know at this point you know who the contenders are um, you know, there's like some playoff position jockeying, but for the most part, this is, this is, this is what's, what, what I've, I've grown up hearing referred to as the doldrums by NBA fans. And I gotta say, wrong, 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 wrong. So first of all, yes, if you only watch the NBA, definitely the doldrums. I mean, it's, here we are, the, the Blazers are, uh, once again, seem to be really the, the best team in history at tanking for the 7-10 to 10 pick. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to tank for, for a franchise-altering talent, but they will tank for a guy who's going to be good in three years, maybe. You know, uh, so that's going on. So, yeah, I have kind of checked out of that. Um, I've even checked out, honestly, this this is going to be a betrayal. Um, I know some other people who listen to this podcast, they only watch OTE. They don't know any. This is the, the prime of their season. Uh, we're going into the the semis of the playoffs. Um, I, I watched the the cold hearts, you know, uh, roll through the first round, and I gotta say, uh, watching actual overtime elite basketball games is it, it's unwatchable. It is weird. I do it does re, it is very Nickelodeon feeling how they pack the the stands with kids with you know and and all that kind of stuff. It's it's and you know it's all the youth on the on the broadcast and the vibe cam and the you know that some player gets slime dumped dumped on <laughs> dumped on him if you get dunked on, uh, but the games are. I mean, let's let's get real. It's it's unwatchable. It's uh, I mean, it's what you'd expect. It's it's professional a professionalized uh, packaged AAU basketball, um, <laughs> and, and you know the best OTE team for for me. I like the Cold Hearts, but you it's hard to beat the Houston Rockets if you ask me. Uh, what one innovation I do like about the OTE playoffs is the the two game series format. Um, amazing, the games it's like almost as high pressure as a March Madness format, right? One and done. Uh, but there's still a little bit. Let's make sure the best team still wins here, right? Um, you play two game a two game series. If the team that won, if it ends in a one one, then they just play. Then at the conclusion of game two, they just play a like a sudden death extra quarter to determine who wins the series. Not an overtime, 
Um, just it's it's tied one one. Now we play one quarter of basketball to see who wins the series. I love that. That's fun. Uh, you know, less basketball is often uh, better basketball. Uh, the quality and and the the meaningfulness of the uh, how it feels all usually goes up. Anyways, um, no doldrums because this is the, this is the time of the calendar where I shift from. Okay, I've watched NBA. Um, I've watched. I've I've found my um, you know kind of my weirder, deeper cut college teams that I enjoy watching. You know, uh, go Pilots, uh, go Broncos. Um, and now it's time for me to start. Uh, preparing in earnest for my bracket. Yeah, I gotta go catch up in the big college teams. That, that, you know the contenders. Uh, some I've watched here and there, um, and it's time for me to you know do that work. And so as I'm as I'm t- t- <laughs> turning my attention, and I'm looking for the things that determine uh, success at the NCAA, the highest levels of college basketball. Things like who has a point guard who won't fall down while dribbling. <laughs> Even when he's running fast. <laughs> Who has the tallest guys? All right. Who has a coach that seems to actually make adjustments during a game? These are basically, that's what they do, the, the, the 20 factors, the 69 factors, the Ken Paul, whatever. Those are my, those are, those are Seth Allen's four factors of, of college basketball. Point guard that won't fall down. All right. Tallest guys. Wait, was that only three? Yeah, it's all it's, it's three factors. Who has the coach that makes in-game adjustments? Those are the three factors. You hit all three. Uh, you know that's an elite eight team, basically for sure. Um, at, at 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 a minimum, um, and, and they usually have at least two if you to 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 take the whole thing. All three is like a goat college. <laughs> uh, but as I'm as I'm paying attention, you know I'm catching up. Uh, um, and the biggest news story in big time college basketball it keeps being Nate Oates, the coach of Alabama, basically because he can't stay out of his new out of the news. Um, he says the completely wrong thing to the press. He's really not equipped to handle this at all. And I got to think, like, doesn't Alabama's athletic department has to be one of the biggest, most well funded administrations in the company in the country in terms of sports sports departments don't they have a pr person just off to the side probably just like wanting to kill themselves um (laughs) i don't know and you know nate this is all if you if you if you only watch ote basketball this is all about uh alabama has a is one of the best teams in the country one one of the most talented best uh interesting you know players um and they have a, a future NBA player, Brandon Miller, who uh, basically, well, not basically, he did. He gave a gun to a person who killed a person. All right. Uh, and But a very serious thing. But their coach, Nate Oates, has been, first he came out and he said, hey, look, wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> that was his first take. All right. And then, so, then knowing that this, this story is ongoing, right? So, uh, the 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 scrutiny is on. Like people are looking at Alabama basketball right now, right? They're, they're paying attention. The media, everybody, and so then uh, apparently Brandon Miller has a pregame ritual, you know, where he goes to the the Dat Master and in, in warmups and the and their their handshake is a is a pat down, right? And apparently it's been a pat down all season, but nobody close to the team was like, hey. You know you're kind of uh, under scrutiny for uh, participating in a murder right now, so maybe uh, 
Maybe we don't do the pat down. Maybe do a do it down by the bank where the hanky banky and the boom ba ba boom ba ba da ba da da boom boom snap ba 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 ba. Anything anything else? Just not just not, let's just not do anything crime related right now. You know. Um, and so they do the pat down in the intros. And then they, of course, after the game, they talked to in the press conference. The press asked Nate, <laughs> Nate about it, and, and he says he he does eventually. He says it's not appropriate, but before he says it's not appropriate, he tries to deflect any any uh, responsibility for that by saying he's he doesn't participate in the introductions and that he doesn't he didn't even know they've been doing that because he's over there drawing up plays <laughs> at the beginning of the game. Which is absolutely uh, not what you should say. Just say it's not appropriate. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll not do that anymore. Whatever. Uh, but to act like you've never seen the in-game introductions, uh, where you are physically there every game all season because you're so deep in these these brilliant plays, where <laughs> you don't even really what plays do you even run? And it's just a. Uh, uh, Nate Oates, you know, in defense of Nate Oates, <laughs> which has never been said. Uh, you know, he got his job. He didn't get his job because he's good at, you know, PR disasters or because he's good at being savvy about what to say to the public, to the media during uh, horrible, tragic scenarios related to his that his team has gotten entangled in. That's not his. That's not how he got his job. All right, <laughs> Nate got his job because he's good at bribing teenagers. <laughs> that, that's his wheelhouse. All right, not saying the right thing under dis- difficult circumstances. Uh, he needs to. He needs to Costanza. He needs to. There's a, you know, there's a there's a classic Seinfeld episode where George Costanza reflects and he's learned that. His life is horrible because he can trace it back and he always makes the exactly wrong decision, all right? So talking with his friends in Jerry's apartment, it dawns on him that perhaps when a a good uh, compass for for his life going forward would be he sees the decision he's going to make and then he just does the exact opposite. And his life turns around immediately. He gets his dream job. Everything turns around for him. I think NATO's... When he gets asked a question about, you know, Brandon Miller, he should he should ha- he should catch that thought of what he's about to say, and then just not say it, <laughs> or then just say the complete opposite. Maybe instead of saying "I don't know," I never noticed the, that. I should just say, "Yeah, that was a mistake. We're gonna fix it." Or you know, <laughs> maybe he should say. No comments. <laughs> Maybe he should say um, a million other things um, before that. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's amazing that he just cannot keep himself from, from saying some dumb shit. Um, another thing that made me, I guess what made me kind of regret not watching the NBA at this point in the year is that maybe I, maybe the Beam team is, is still worth watching. I mean, they put up a hundred and se- they won 176 to 175, uh, they beat the Blazers. Uh, the Blazers now have the distinction of... Uh, wait, no, that was not the Blazers. That was... Uh, Jesus Christ, you see how I'm not paying attention? They beat the Blazers the game before. Uh, <laughs> what was it, Philly? 
you see how detached you become? Um, it was, let's see, if it's, is it, oh, the Clippers, uh, Russell Westbrook, R Russell Westbrook's Los Angeles Clippers, uh, 176 to 175, uh, incredible, that is fun, um, I'm glad to see a return to the early 80s uh, scoring that I'd only heard legends about. I had never actually gotten to see that era, you know. But uh, growing up, it was always like, oh, in the 80s, they were running up and down. Everyone was scoring buckets. And all the scoring records, like the single, like a lot, besides Wilt Chamberlain, all the scoring records were from the 80s, you know, when I was growing up. And I just got the 90s. You know, I got watching, I got watching Carl <laughs> uh, Malone and, uh, you know, uh, Michael Jordan in a game going to 67 to 62 triple overtime thriller. <laughs> you know, there's a, they shot two threes cause they were, it's weird to me now that like every, every generation of course says that the current generation, like every old generation says that the current generation is, is somehow weak or, you know, in sports world, it's always, they're, they're less, they're less masculine. They're less manly than in the back in the day. And I don't think people, now that people my age are starting to do that, I don't think they realize that, I don't know why they can't remember that back when we were younger, uh, the people older than us were also doing that to us. Uh, but if you go back and watch like 90s basketball, <clears throat> go watch a game like at the heart, the, it's, it's, it's worse. Um, it's worse. The man-to-man <clears throat> -man defense rules, uh, it's... Like, these people who say it was great because it was such a slugfest, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, we didn't know better at the time, uh, so we didn't know, but it's, uh, if you watch a, t watch a, watch a, watch a Clippers-Kings game from February of 2023, and then go, go back, I mean, I went back during the, um, lockdown, and I was watching, like, bla early 90s Blazers playoff runs, uh, and you know that team. If you were a, if you grew up in Oregon, if you um, even I wasn't old enough. I was alive, but not old enough to like know what I was watching to to remember it really that much. Just little pieces. But those were those were iconic. Those were iconic teams. Like in Blazers fan culture, um, there seems to be like a new wave that doesn't really remember those people because there's like a lot of. Uh, I think there's a lot of Dame wave. Dame Wave fans, which is fine. Hey, come aboard, all right? And they, you know, they don't really know about that stuff, but, um, or, or seem to honor it. But that was like, you know, my family had cardboard cutouts of Clyde Drexler in their house, you know, and things like that. Um, they were doing weird sex stuff. <laughs> no, um, I hope not. Um, but even going back watching those games was like brutal. Like one, <laughs> one, when I was watching the, the Pistons Finals series with the Blazers, and they, both teams, okay, you got all-time, some all-time players in here. You know, you got Clyde, you got Terry Porter, uh, you know, the Pistons have, you know, Dumars and Isaiah Thomas, and both teams spent the first quarter trying to throw it into their stiff centers, you know, uh, Kevin Duckworth, rest in peace, love it, but it, it's just like, it was bizarre to watch, like, them slow it down and try to get this dude you know, a hook shot in the lane. Cause like, and the announcer's like, yeah, you got to establish the post. You got to, it's like, 
why don't you establish that the all-time greats uh, just shoot more <laughs> than the guys who aren't all-time greats? Maybe that would work better. Anyways, the game's come a long way, so I'm saying, and, and uh, you know, people who shit on it, I, I, I want a I global perspective of, of shitting on the game. <laughs> That's not just because, not, not just based on some old man back in my day bullshit, because uh, people doing that now, back in your day, the game was uh, horrible. Yeah, mm. boom, roasted, roasted old man, you're gone, you're donezo. Um... I think that's gonna be about it. You know, just a little check in, um, just to just to get things going. Um, you know, get at me if you if there's any sleeper college teams uh, that I should be prepping for, that I should be watching, um, that you think you know have a point guard that won't fall down, that have the tallest guys, that have a coach that doesn't just make them run the same set regardless of what is happening in the game. Um, that would be good for me. I'm, I'm, I'm prepping. I'm prepping. I don't believe in, let's see, of the, of the let's say the contender teams. Um, <clears throat> Gonzaga, I've seen a few times. I don't really believe in them. Um, I've seen, um, you know, I, I, I can't help it. I don't know why I just like Kansas, but I always, I, since I was a kid, I've always just enjoyed watching Kansas. Um, the you know going to a game that's the one college thing uh that's on my basketball bucket list is going going you know going to allen Fieldhouse to see a game in person um kansas looks great uh purdue um although they have the tallest guy in zach e <laughs> and they have guards that don't fall down um you know they I really, although their coach is, is constantly praised for being a, a genius of, of uh, amongst the coaches uh, of college basketball, I just hate seeing that very long, drawn-out set that they always run. Um, they had an incredible team last year and got bounced because he can't, he wouldn't really let them adjust until once they got really, once he really cracked, he did throw it to Ivy more for like, you know, you have this basically the best guard uh who's in the game who's also very good at you know creating and improvising uh and he did break down and start they did break out of their their Purdue ball a little bit and let Ivy create and that did that did kind of save them for a while so I don't but but long story short I don't I don't know if I really believe in Purdue because he, he doesn't do enough of that or maybe he learned you know people do learn as they go. So maybe he learned a lesson by, you know, flaming out with such a great team last year that they, that they won't happen again. But anyways, I haven't seen Connecticut. I haven't seen Tennessee. I haven't seen Alabama. I've seen UCLA. Uh, they are just, they just never seem to do it. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got a, a vibe of a team and UCLA kind of just, they just seem like, you know, even when they were doing back-to-back Final Fours and they were like, you know, it was like, you know, they just, they don't, they just don't seem to do it. They just never seem to do it. Um, it's probably just gonna be Houston again because they they got they got all three they got all three the factors that I look for. But that's boring. But anyways, I'll have fun putting putting some putting some takes together, get, starting my bracket work. Uh, that's it. That's this episode. Have a great weekend. And if there's some some college stuff, you're like, hey, no, there's a sleeper, dude. Dude, you gotta see you gotta fucking see Florida Atlantic, bro. 
They got they got it all. They got it all. Um, then let me know, um, and I'll I'll check out some of those games too. All right, that's it. Thanks everybody. Uh, get home safe, and I'll see you at Overtime Elite Arena, <laughs> where we will be asked not to join because we are too old to sit with all those kids. All right.